You know, one of the greatest gifts that we've been given is our ability to feel. One of the greatest struggles that we have is our ability to feel. You know, just a moment ago, um, you heard numerous people just talking about how they could just sense the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's very real. But the way that we experience that is through our ability to feel. It's something that we experience. But on the other hand, when you think about some of your um, greatest lows, your greatest lows had to do with your feelings. And so sometimes different ones of us react differently to that. Some of us just want to shut it down. Maybe you've had negative feelings and so you just want to shut them down. Well, the problem with that is that if you shut them down, you're not going to get to experience the joys either. You know, walking with the Lord is very much a relationship. And without feelings, there's not much of a relationship. When we talk about worship, you cannot genuinely worship without feelings. God gave them to you. He gave them to you to experience and to share. That's what makes worship so powerful. But if for some reason you're scared of feelings, if for some reason you don't trust feelings, then what can happen is we run from them, and the result is is that we miss out on so much. You know, one of the things I was thinking about was um, um, my father, early on, as a, as a young boy, my father was not one to share his feelings. Um, I didn't see him cry until I was um, in my teenage years, and I told him I was leaving the Mormon church. When his own father died, I didn't, I didn't see him cry. My father was not someone who told me he loved me because he was someone who pressed his feelings down. And because of that, there was something that I was missing out on and there was something that he was missing out on. But thankfully, later in life, the Lord began to release that in him. And so I began to hear from him that he loved me. And that blessed me. And so I want to share with you that there are others around you that need to experience your feelings in a positive way, not a negative way, and we're going to get to that. And the Lord wants to experience your feelings. You know, Imagine someone saying to you, hey, I just want you to know I love you. I mean, is that going to really move your heart? Or is it going to move your heart if someone says to you, you know what? I want you to know I love you. That's going to move your heart, right? Well, some of us have the idea that worship is just going through some kind of motion. 
You know, imagine someone who claims they love you, just monotone, just speaking to you and not sharing any emotion. What is that going to tell you no matter what their words say? It's going to tell you that they don't really believe what they're saying. They're just saying it because they think that they should. God wants to engage your feelings. But I've also mentioned that feelings can um, take us down a bad path. Feelings uh, can also pull us away from the Lord. Because the scripture we're going to look at today talks about that very thing. It talks about the positives that can come, and it also talks about the negatives. And so this morning, here's what I want to talk about. How do we engage our feelings with the Spirit? Because Holy Spirit wants to speak through your feelings. It's a tool. But you also need to know this. The enemy wants to speak through your feelings. He wants to use your feelings to rule you. When you think about fears, for instance, sometimes a fear can be a good thing. A fear can be a healthy thing. A fear can be the Lord telling you, that's going to hurt you, don't do it. But at the same time, fear can be a negative thing that locks us up and keeps us from actually engaging in something that will bless us. So how do we tell the difference? That's what we're going to talk about this morning. The scripture I want to look at is Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16. Throughout this letter, Paul has been talking to the people about what it is to be led by the Spirit. Because that's something that we've been given through Jesus, is we've been given the ability to be filled by the Spirit and to be led by the Spirit. Instead of just um, uh, constantly forcing ourselves to do something because we think it's the right thing, we have the ability to walk through the power of the Spirit and allow the Spirit to work through us. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. Verse 16 says this, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. I want to tell you this, first of all, the Holy Spirit wants to guide you. The Holy Spirit wants to move through you. But notice that it says let. Why does it say let? Because you have the ability to shut it down. How do you have the ability to shut it down? Well, there's a couple of different ways. Notice that right after that, it talks about you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Sometimes feelings are something that are being driven by the Holy Spirit. When you feel love for other people, when you feel love for the Lord, those are things that are being driven by the Holy Spirit. However, we also have feelings that are driven not by the Holy Spirit. When I have feelings that I just really want to hurt somebody, 
hurt them just because, you know, not to protect somebody, but just because I don't like them or whatever it is. That's not from the Holy Spirit. So how do I walk in the Holy Spirit and allow those feelings to happen? And how do I keep from fulfilling these others? Well, the Scripture says, by letting the Holy Spirit guide. What's that look like? Well, there's a couple different things. Let me tell you something about feelings. Um, Feelings aren't always going to be there. And sometimes I need to live life out of my convictions. Because even though it says the Holy Spirit wants to guide your life, we are not in a situation where we just say, Lord, have me. The Holy Spirit comes in and He just takes me and I never fight anything negative again. Because one of the things you're going to see as we continue in the Scripture is that we have to continually battle the flesh as long as we're on this earth. And so that means I have to continually allow the Holy Spirit to have His way. And sometimes what that means is, is I am going to act out of my convictions rather than waiting for feelings. Some of us think that following the Spirit means that we always wait for a feeling. For instance, let's talk about worship for a second. I don't always come in here and feel like engaging in worship. I don't. Sometimes I come in here and I am in a lousy mood. And I just want to sit down. I don't want to stand up. I just just don't feel like it. But you know what? I do it anyway. Most of the time. There have been a few times in prayer services where I've been so shut down, I just, I I locked up. The enemy had a hold of me. But many times I will push through. Why? Because I have a conviction. I have a conviction that I am going to worship the Lord. I have a conviction that I am going to love my wife. I have a conviction that I am going to love my kids. And I got to tell you that most of the time that conviction is driven by feelings. I feel love for my kids. I feel love for my wife. I feel love for the Lord. But I also need to tell you, not always. Sometimes I've got to act out of conviction, and then you know what happens? Many times the feelings come along with it. You know, imagine what your house would look like if you waited till you felt like taking out the trash. Your house would be a wreck for most of you. Because who really feels like taking out the trash? (laughs) It's something that you do. Well, you know what? When it comes to worshiping the Lord, you're not always going to feel like worshiping the Lord. If you are married or if you're not married, you have people in your life and you have people in your life that you're called to love and you're not always going to feel like loving them. But you know what? Letting the Holy Spirit guide your life means this. Sometimes it means pushing 
beyond when you don't have the feelings and loving anyway. And then guess what? Many times the feelings begin to come out. Why? Because what we're doing at that moment is we're doing what the Holy Spirit would have us to do and we're not fulfilling the sinful desires of the flesh. And what the sinful desires of the flesh are, I don't feel like loving right now. I feel like being mean. And when we enter into that, what happens is it takes us down and it takes others down as well. We can't allow our feelings to rule us. They're a blessing from the Lord, but they haven't been sent to rule us. And at the same time, stuffing them down, that ends up ruling us as well. Verse 17 says this, The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. So I want you to hear that. You've got two things going on inside of you. You've got the Spirit giving you desires. They're there. But you're not always going to be operating out of them. Because sometimes what's happening is you're feeling the desires of the flesh and that's what's being exposed in a particular moment how do i get from being in that place of the flesh to being in that place where i'm experiencing the spirit because the spirit didn't go anywhere the spirit's right there they're both right there constantly but sometimes what it means is is i've got to say okay this is what i feel right now but i know that's not the spirit I know that this is the enemy. I know that this is my flesh. And so I'm going to take some steps. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to take some steps. What's that mean? Well, maybe I'm going to start singing a praise song. Maybe I'm going to start praying. You know, I, let me hit on this. I, I've hit on this sometimes, but I'm going to hit on it again. One of the acts of worship that we have is our prayer time, where it's open prayer. Some of you, if you really feel it, you'll pray. But if you don't really, really feel it, and it's just not like coming out of you, you won't. I want to encourage you that even when you don't, go ahead and pray. Because here's what I find. And I find this every day, almost. I don't always just feel like praying. But I find that when I enter into prayer and I begin to pray, all of a sudden something happens and it takes over. And I've got to continue that throughout the day. Because as this scripture is talking about, there's this constant war. You don't, you don't get rid of it when you accept the Lord. Okay? Now someday it will be gone. But right now you have this flesh and it's always there. But the good news is this. You don't have to follow it. You can say no to it. But the way that you say no is not just to say no. You have to say yes. You have to say yes to the Spirit. How do you say yes to the Spirit? You begin to engage in worship. You begin to engage in things that the Holy Spirit would have you do even when you don't feel like it. You know, one of the blessings of my job as a pastor is that I have 
to go to things that we do together, fellowships, worships, and so on. Many of you don't, and I've been on that side, and i got to tell you, this is better. You know why? Because when I don't feel like going to a gathering or something like that, I can't think of a single time that I haven't gone to a worship service or something like that, and I didn't come back and be like, thank you, Lord, I am so glad I did that. Because that just altered the course of my day. It altered the course of my life because it put me back moving towards the Lord. But when I don't have to, sometimes I get lazy. And sometimes I'm like, I just want to hang out. I just want to, I don't know, turn on some show and just... And where does that take me? Well, usually it takes me further into the flesh. So sometimes we've got to push ourselves. We've got to push ourselves when we're in worship to actually worship. And sometimes we've got to push ourselves to get to a worship. Even when it's not ideal. For instance, I've noticed that um, you know, in this community, sometimes we have what's called alliance services. And all the churches get together and we have this one worship service. I've noticed that I'm just about the only one that's at these services from our church unless we're hosting it. Why? Because I'm expected to be there. But I want to share something with you. Many of the, or, or part of the reason that I think that many of us don't go to these is because, well, it's going to be different. It's not going to be what we normally do. You know, we're getting together with all these other people. And it's just not going to be what I like. Can I share with you that I have those same feelings? But you know what? I'm not joking. I have never been to one that I didn't walk ago and say, thank you, Lord. Because I am with other believers. I'm with other believers. And when they begin to genuinely express faith, it blesses me in a way and it strengthens me. And it puts me back on that track of letting the Spirit guide my life. And so I want to encourage you. You know, maybe you're here today and you're like, oh, I feel so far away from the Lord. And of course, you've heard the slogans people say, oh, well, it's not the Lord that moved, it's you. Well, what does that mean? Well, here's what it probably means. It probably means that you've just sat down. That you've just sat down and you haven't pushed past not feeling in order to engage in worship in order for those feelings to once again kick in. Now, we all need rest, okay? We need rest so much that God commands us one day a week, just rest. You need rest. Hear me clearly. I'm not saying that we become these doers that never rest. Not what I'm saying at all. But we can oftentimes in the spiritual realm move beyond that and we just, we just start sitting for a while. And as we just start sitting, the longer we sit, we have a harder time of getting up. And then we say, where has God gone? The Spirit's right there. If you've received Jesus, the Spirit is within you. Well, I'm not feeling it. Well, you can feel it, but part of the way that you do that is, is just by beginning to express love. 
For instance, if you've been in a relationship with someone for a long time, it doesn't have to be a spouse, okay? Just any relationship that you have with someone. When you express love to them, any, even when you don't feel like it, what happens is feelings come along and, and they begin to enter into the picture. But again, if you wait for feelings, what usually happens is they, they don't come along. It, it, it's, it's part of it. Now again, we want to pay attention to our feelings. We just don't want to be ruled by them. All right, verse 17, I want to finish with that last sentence. It says, these two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Verse 19, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why does he go through a list and share all those things? Because these are all things that we feel to a certain degree or another. Why? How do I know that? Because it's part of our flesh. This is part of our flesh. And part of the reason that this is listed out is so that when we're going along through life and we are following, you know, um, feelings that we're having within us, because you, you, you're going to follow feelings, whether you say, I don't want to, or, or what, you're going to. You're just going to pick and choose which ones. Well, as you do that, when you begin to see some of these things coming out, it can be a clue to you that, huh, maybe I'm not following the Spirit right now. For instance, uh, we've all been around people and we've all been this person. You've been around somebody or you've been this person who believes they're following God in something. But yet, even though they believe they're following in God in something, whenever you're around them, they seem to be angry all the time. And they seem to be constantly quarreling. And they seem to be constantly trying to cause division. But in their mind, I'm following God. Pharisees, religious leaders. That's what they were doing. He shares this so that we can look and we can go, huh, you know what? I think there's something off right here. I know I felt like this was right or I felt like that was right. But because these things are coming out, it's telling me I don't think the Spirit is in control right now. That's part of the reason that he shares these things. Verse 22, let's go to the opposite though. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
There is no law against these things. Now, I want to share with you, if you have the Spirit within you, you are able to experience all of those things. But I also want to share with you that here's how it doesn't happen. You don't just say a prayer, Jesus, I'm yours. And from that point on, these things just flood you and that's just how you feel and you just walk through life skipping through the tulips. That's not how it happens. Because remember it said there's a war going on. you got the feelings of the flesh coming in and you've got these fruits of the Spirit. What I want to tell you is, is that the fruits of the Spirit are there and they're able to come out of you. But... How do you let the Holy Spirit bring about those fruits out of you? It goes back to what I was saying earlier. It means oftentimes doing things that you're convicted of even when you don't feel like it. You're spending time in your word even when you don't feel like it. I mean, there are many times where I don't necessarily feel like spending time in the word. But again, I've never had a time where I don't open up the word and genuinely spend time in it. And it doesn't change me. There are times when I don't feel like praying. There are times when I don't feel like really singing in worship. I cannot think of a time that it hasn't changed me when I enter into it. And so when I do that, here's what happens. God's able to bring about these changes in my heart to where these fruits begin to come out. But we've got to fight it. You know, for instance, you can come into a worship service and, and maybe something happens on your way in. I mean, maybe uh, walked by somebody and they were kind of distracted and they didn't say hi to you. And you came in and you're like, man, why didn't they say hi to me? I don't think they like me very much. And we just start thinking about, you know, we start getting mad and we start, rah, 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 and we, you know, we, we can't even worship. Well, guess what? You can continue down that path. Or you can say, hold on here. This is my flesh. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit take over by pushing myself a little bit here and telling my mind to shut down that part. And the way that we do that is to engage in something else, by the way. We don't just say no to that. We say yes to something else. So instead, it's like, you know what? I'm going to focus on Jesus right now. I'm going to focus on worshiping on Him. And as we do that, what begins to happen is God comes in and He does these changes inside of us. And the next thing you know, we got fruits of the Spirit coming out. And on the way out of service, we see that person again. And we just go up to Him and say, I just want to tell you how much you bless me. And we're like, holy cow, where'd that come from? I was just thinking how much I didn't like Him a few minutes ago. I'm not joking. This is how it works. This is how it works. You engage in worship. You push past, and what happens is the Spirit begins to bring these things out of you. You're not producing them. It's the Holy Spirit. But this is how you engage. This is how you let the Spirit come out, and this is how you quelch the things of the flesh. I want to finish this out. Verse 24, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. Now, I want to say something about that. Jesus was crucified once for all. 
and it took care of it. And this is saying that we're nailing those passions and desires that are of our flesh that we know that we are not to continue in. We're nailing them to the cross. But even though Jesus was a one and done, (laughs) these things are hanging on the cross. And it's kind of like Jesus in a way, you know, he went into the grave and then he came back to life. Well, these passions and desires that we're nailing to the cross, they can come back to life if we let them. If we don't continue to walk in the Spirit. I, I, I want to make that clear because otherwise it can be really confusing to you. Because you can be in a place where you say, okay, I am done with this, whatever it is. And, and then a week later it comes back up and you're like, man, I must have not really crucified that. I must not even really be a follower. The Holy Spirit must not really even be within me. No, it doesn't mean any of that. It just means that you have to continue to let the Holy Spirit guide. You get to choose, is this going to rule me or is the Holy Spirit going to rule me? Verse 25, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us follow the Spirit's leading. We have a choice. Let us not become conceited, or provoke one another, or be jealous of one another. Because when we walk in the flesh, and, and sometimes we do that, when we walk in the flesh and uh, our worship of God is just coming out of the flesh, that's what happens. Uh, we begin to think about what other people are doing. We begin to you know, get concerned about that. We start judging everybody around us. I, I just want to say to you this. If people around you are engaged in the Spirit, they're not sitting around worried about what you're doing. They're focused on Jesus. Part of the way that we learn to follow the Spirit and we learn to um, distinguish between what is our flesh um, and what are things, when it comes to our feelings, and what are things of the Spirit, some things are laid out in Scripture, like we've read here. But you know, Not everything is. Um, Sometimes we'll have a sense within us that, you know, we need to go say something to someone or or we need to do something for someone. And it's the Spirit. But sometimes it's just a goofy idea that we have and it's not the Spirit. Well, how do we distinguish? (laughs) Well, part of the way we do it is trial and error. Trial and error. And and here's why I bring that up. I just want to say to you that you are in a place where we give grace for that. And we need to give grace for one another. So if you're in a place where you're wanting to walk in the Spirit in greater ways, I want you to know that you have the freedom to fail. Sometimes you're going to do things that you thought were the Spirit and it's not. Now, again, I'm not talking about things that the Word blatantly says, that's of the flesh. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about things that, you know, maybe you feel like the Lord's telling you to say to someone, something like that. I want you to know that you have the ability here to be wrong. The Lord's okay with that. Because we can always go back to Him and say, Whoa, I got off there, Lord. And then we continue to let the Spirit guide. Where are you at with the Lord right now? Do you feel super close? Do you feel away? If you don't feel super close, how do you get there? 
Well, part of it is your feelings have to be engaged. And part of the way to engage your feelings is to not wait on your feelings. You move in according to your convictions and you begin to worship through prayer, through song, through reading the word. And as you do that, you're going to find the spirit begin to move in you. I pray that you would experience the Holy Spirit in greater and greater ways. You're able. We're all able. Lord, thank you.